It's your girl Elle, corporate in-house designer, and I just want to do my job. Hey y'all, it's Kay, your favorite public health nerd, being black as hell at work. Hey y'all, you beautiful, brilliantly bold black women. It's your girl V, here doing my own unlearning while educating folks in the process. And we're we're clocking clocking in in. to talk all things being black at work. We are back to the Clocking In podcast. Y'all clocking in with us. It is now, by the time y'all hear this, this is February 5th. Welcome to Black History Month. We appreciate y'all for joining us. You are tripping. <laughs> First of all, I almost sneezed that, and then that sneeze came back. I was like, what the hell should you say? <laughs> yes, it's that time, y'all. It's it that time. It's that time. Um, in all our glory. Well, we're here. Let's talk about our weeks. How was your weeks, ladies? V, you go. Oh, my goodness. Um... It was definitely, so I had a shorter week, um, but by, yeah, by the time we got here, I had a shorter week. We didn't go to school for Martin Luther King's Day, um, and that Friday we didn't have kids, but it felt like I had been at work for a month, so, uh, and as y'all know, I'm just trying to make it to the end of the school year, and I'm just hoping that uh, this state that I love so much will drop this test, because I don't know how much my kids going to prove on this data. <laughs> What about you, Elle? Well, I mean, it's, it was a quiet, short week for me, too. Um, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of still weird transitions. So I'm just trying to keep, you know, keep my mouth shut when I need to. But um, but they try my patience a little bit, a little bit. But we can get into that more later. <laughs> It's fitting for this week for our topic, so I'll just say that. But other than that, outside of work, life is good. It's been we had a, a couple uh, non rainy days, so that's been nice. But the rain is back, <laughs> so we stuck in. Yeah, I can't imagine how much it it rains up there. Um, my week was long and packed with getting things together. So last time I told y'all that um, I had some news. I will be joining another organization. Or I have joined another organization by the time y'all hear this. So I'm super excited. Hey, drop them clue bombs. Um, so last week was really just me trying to get things together make sure my team will be okay once I leave and and I will say one of my team members was like I know you shoulder a lot and you do a lot for this project so I'm trying to make sure like are we good and I was like girl I think you'll be okay but um call me if you need me (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah I'm excited for this new chapter these new beginnings it's been five years I've grown professionally it's time to go. And with that, let's start our theme. So we really wanted to um, touch on a sensitive and quite annoying topic, at least for me, it's quite annoying. Um, Every Black History Month, there is a lot of, first of all, there's a lot of Columbusing and a lot of white pandering going on. 
And there will be a lot of uh, companies and organizations and institutions and academic institutions and nonprofits that give us all the good messages and emails and, you know, all of these great pandering, um, their best pandering moments. They're and gonna, here's the word. They're going to give it to us for 2021 because of how 2020 was. So I feel like people are really just going to keep carrying that that sort of fake energy with the Black Lives Matter movement over. You know what I mean? It's just going to be like a carryover. Rewind the tape. And I, I, I just, you could save it for me. I'm not even really here f- for that. You know? Yeah. Like, I, honestly, so shout out to the companies who have always been um, part of the allyship, right? And then you have the ones who, I guess, are just now, and this is, you know, specifically for those, like, with, you know, real consumers we're purchasing, we're buying from them, um, for those who are just now getting on, and they're realizing, oh, the black dollar quite matters. Let me figure out what the hell to say to this group of people to keep their dollars in my pocket. So you have that going on, and it's, it almost is kind of, it upsets my stomach a little. Like, I don't know how else to describe how disgusting it is to see what they come up with. And it's almost like recycled themes, um, stolen. I've talked to you about this before. Those were stolen and recycled themes from, you know, Black History Months from, you know, before. Um, and we kind of want to bring that up or we're still talking about the same people in Black History Um and Black history is being currently made right now, sitting here in this day and age. And we still are only going to discuss those, you know, those same top five or 10 people. That's become quite irritating, even as an educator, watching it happen in the classroom and the same ones that we point back to. So we're talking Rosa Parks, um, you know, in my page. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to do all of those people over and over again. It's going to be recycled PowerPoints. It's going to be them recycled poems and all of that stuff. And it's like nobody's realizing history is being made in this moment. And Black history, that too. I'm not doing no flashbacks to watching no more slave movies. Um, none of that. I'm not well, even, not even just in the moment, but like Black history, being a Black American, there's so much depth to the greatness that is us. Stop making me missed. surface level. Stop making me and who I Stop am and my people surface level. Stop making me Martin Luther King. Stop making me Martin Luther King every damn February. That's I mean, I, as much as we loved him and we love his legacy, yeah, and respect. he did so much, much, so much respect. It is, it's it's reductionary. Like we have so much, so many people do so many great things that nobody talks about, right, and that really know, pisses man. me off. I think it takes more than one man to make a, a lot of changes. I mean, he gets the credit for a lot of it, but he had a camp of people. A camp. There was, and they took, and they took the whole camp of people out. Just about we, how many people do we yeah. have in that legendary era of activists are still alive? But yet he gets a lot of the, most of the credit, and people don't even really realize how radical he became later in his career and they don't want to talk about that part they want to talk about you know the peaceful man that he was that comes in trying to uh pacify black people Mm -hmm. though so when you only bring up um one like so this person is you know martin luther king was a multifaceted person if you only bring up one particular facet or one particular type of you know way that america saw him it was only the part that you saw that could be um 
be palatable for white people. So, of course, they're going to continue to bring that up because guess what? Then it's it's more like, you know, we can stay in that kind of person. But if we bring up the radical part of him, what are we going to get from the rest of these Negroes who are going to follow suit on that? So, a lot That's of times, what they, it is. yeah, they paint that picture for these young kids at the school of how, you know, he just turned the other cheek. And it's really just so they can use it as a way to keep doing the same. Yeah, like they kept, the they, they have him out here acting like he full-fledged Gandhi. And it's like, you never, um, you aren't showing the side that you, that kids really need to know about. The part where he really was upset, or, you know, where he did step out of this character that y'all have created for him. Um, and it's just like, it's just to make sure that you don't see the rest of these Negroes trying to do that. Um, and a lot of times when they pit the Martin Luther Kings against the Malcolm X kind of thing, and then you go back and look at history, and you're like, yo, you really had me thinking. And it don't matter no way, because both of them got assassinated. <laughs> like, so it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what I do. It almost is a confirmation that no matter how, whether I'm that nice black that y'all love to go with, or whether I'm the radical black, y'all still going to take me out regardless because I'm black respectable or radical it don't matter and that's that's what we're gonna see on february 1st so i i encourage everybody to guard your hearts and guard your eyes because they're gonna disneyfy our martin and even some of them that are picking up on the more radical malcolm the move um organization uh black panther movements black panther party asata shakur even when there are organizations that are picking up on that they are going to Disneyfy those people as well, and and I'm just here to say, don't Disney my Martin, but make it plain, write it down, make it plain, make it who he was, and stop reducing us because what tends to happen, and you hit the nail on the head, V, when you were saying that y- y- these messages are put out there to stop us from following suit. Right. So like if if we say who somebody was, like what they really stood for and the radical um, the radical revolutionary freedom politics that they were really on, then it makes them uh, the other people wake up and think, well, maybe maybe this is kind of fucked up. Like I need to stand in my power a little bit more and exercise my power a little bit more. And maybe we can have some radical change, but they, it's. The power structure doesn't want that, obviously. And so you get these Disneyfied Black History Month characters every year from every organization and their mama. And I know for y'all being in corporate, um, you know, you have those diversity and inclusion kind of settings where they want to use things like this. I love the way that's quotes, that's quotes, air quotes, <laughs> um, where they do want to use this same way. That, like, you know, they want to use this softer, like you say, like this Disneyfied version of. Uh, of Martin they want to use that and they want to kind of that's how they can push that diversity inclusion and they want to use some of his speeches they want to take out quotes from you know bits and pieces of these people's you know what they said and the truth is when you read the whole thing in its entirety kind of how people look at the bible you want to pull out your bits and pieces when you read it in its entirety Martin wasn't on that shit that you want now Martin was okay with that turning the cheek a couple of few times but y'all got him effed up at the end (laughs) Because Martin was off of that shit by then. So it's almost like that in this diversity and inclusion. How can we? And so they almost like want to pacify you with what kind of fun ways can we make black history cool for y'all? Baby, it's going on right now. Y'all ain't got to make it cool for me. Black people have been cool. We've been cool. We've been the it thing. What happened in my staff meeting this week? So I'm like, 
when I say that this was right on time, it was right on time. I, don't, I, I hate that we kind of spoke it into existence, but we, we really I'm didn't. Sorry. It was anticipation. But, like, one of my directors, because y'all know I'm in the creative aspect, so y'all was trying to look at, you know, what's the artistic side of, of, of black history and, and um, how, how creative or what, 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 what can we learn from, you know, such a creative group of people? Right now, they just circulate in the. I'm sure y'all have seen this because this not new for us, but the they're the leaders in my organization are circulating this, uh, you know, cycle of images that were in color for Martin's life. Like you know that that but that that has not been new to us, but now it's you know being popularized as like, you know, oh this was the color of the sixties was so rich and, you know, showing, seeing him in the, in the marches, there's so much joy happening um, and exuberance with like how black people dressed and like just looking at their picket signs compared to picket signs of today, like how the messaging is uh, not necessarily shifted, but the stylistic aspects of it. And I'm like, first of all, to colorize these images you the color the images were already already in color you siphoned the color out to make it seem as though this was such a long long far in the distance time a period ago to make yourselves feel comfortable with it and then so you know you can claim that argument of oh well it was so long ago why are you guys mad like it was back in the day when now they're seeing this oh it's not actually really wasn't that long ago i guess huh so we should Maybe maybe have something to learn from this. I'm like, you need to learn from it. I, you you don't need to share it with me in your staff meeting to make me feel comfortable in any way, shape, or form. And then the other aspect is like, oh, well, let's show something current. So let's talk about the inauguration. Like you said, like, yes, Black history is happening in the moment. Kamala took her oath. You had uh, the poet laureate Amanda Gorman speaking on... Which she's blowing up, and I'm I'm more Hello. power to her. Here for it, but uh, but now like everyone wants to jump on the bandwagon. Like, well, did you know about her? I'm like, first of all, she just got introduced to the world. Like, if you weren't on her team before, like, don't try to act like I'm. This is like you have some kind of advantage on the news of Black History with me. Like, no, this is not. <laughs> you looked at the same PBS special that I looked at. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's the information you're giving back to me. I mean, come on. <laughs> like, this is not... Don't try to school me on my They really school. be thinking they, they, they like, you know, them underground music heads and be like, I was on such and such before y'all even started listening. Mm-hmm. That's what they be like. And, and misspelling that, or not misspelling, mispronouncing her name. Her name is Amanda Gorman, not Gordon. If I hear Gordon one more time... if I, I we, got people some, mispronouncing my name. In my own damn meetings right now, like ridiculous, and then trying to argue with me about it. Don't, don't really you. you so you really gonna do this approaching Black History Month, mispronounce my name in the meeting, and you showing me Martin Luther King pictures. Girl, and, they had. And, yeah. yo, let me tell you about these folks had me dead on Twitter. They had the nerve <laughs> to tell Martin Luther King daughter, not his step cousin, not his auntie's little brother's nephews, uncle's sister's neighbor, his daughter. You know, he would have wanted. She said, "How are you gonna tell me what my daddy 
this wasn't an absentee father. He wasn't missing. I didn't, I didn't know him. He didn't die, but right when my mama was pregnant, you're telling me what my father, who I grew up with, would have wanted. She was like, I'm living in it every day on what he would have wanted. I am his legacy. You going to tell me? So it's just funny to watch white people really, and these particular white people, really, to, to sit up here and say, like, you know, oh, what did you, are you up on the new this that's black? I don't have to prove to you my blackness. <laughs> and you ain't got to try to prove to me if you're an ally. Just move. Just keep 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 walking in your lane. Keep your steps on the I don't know. Maybe they feel so much pressure to show themselves. That's what it is. That they got to, like, fake it almost, like you or said. Or they have to be outside of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have to be outside of um, what we've just seen or what we've always seen, really. They have to try to prove that they're not that. You can easily prove that by not just doing the dumb shit. Because <laughs> like, people have Amen. proved it before by not just doing the dumb shit. Okay? You showing up and actually speaking. You think you don't have to prove anything to me. When you sit down and talk to your family members who was on that capital type shit, when you sit down and talk to them, you're proving it to yourself. I'm not here to see if you... Or, or turn in the ones you recognize. Yeah. or Look here. Turn them in. If you know them, turn them in. Okay, you don't have but to. But did y'all hear about the white girl, the white girl that turned in her family members? Did you see that article no. on Twitter? I think Washington Post or either Washington Post or New York Times wrote about it. But white girl was like calling calling Kamala the police, talking about uh, excuse me, uh, uh, Billy Bob Thornton and cousins was in the <laughs> insurrection. Come get mm-hmm. their asses. Okay, that's that's what you do. Like you said, if if you move in a certain way, you ain't got to explain those moves. You, you don't, don't have to explain it to nobody. You don't. And I wouldn't be none the wiser. Guess what? I wouldn't care regardless. Like, it doesn't adjust anything in my blackness or anything in the relationships that I build. If you start doing, just do. And black people have, part of our resilience is the, is that we have minded our business and done our own thing for so long. We are literally leading in that area in life of just minding our business. I'm not concerned about the things that you do unless they have been harmful to me. So turn your cousin in, don't turn them in, but you don't have to come talking to me and trying to prove to me how up on black things you are. That's, that's pointless. Like I said, a lot of it is just to make sure that you don't see me in the same light as you see these people at the Capitol or that you see uh, Ted Cruz, sorry, too. Like, you don't have to do any of that for me. You don't have to. And the same thing is for this Black History Month thing. Like, you don't have to pander to me. Do you really want to push forward and shine a light on the greatness that is in this country? Because we don't even have to go back to slavery. And that too, I'm tired of us starting our Black history there. Before there, we were great, okay? During that period of time with, you know, being resilient, we were great. Today, great. Civil rights, great. Jim Crow, great. Reconstruction period, great. Sharecroppers, great. I don't don't think that you have to kind of go back and like, okay, well... First of all, we're going to talk about the same five people. We're going to try to prove that we care about y'all for this little bit, this short, tiny month, when you could be doing that every day through putting people in boardrooms that look like the consumers or look like the people that work there. Preach a word Does today. That sense? If your executive leadership team is Lily White, don't send me an email. Leave me off the distribution list, okay? Thank Please. you. 
we wanted to have it. And that's I'm tired of I'm tired of the potlucks at these white locations where y'all want to potluck something to make it feel like it's black history. Oh, we ain't doing don't no participate. picnics. I don't, I don't even do eat that. y'all food no way. So don't, don't start that. trying to get together like we this isn't the time. This isn't the time. No. I told someone asked me <laughs> when I first started working uh at my new company at this company and they were like, you know, we're gonna do a potluck. <laughs> Like you want to come down, come on down. You know it's really good. I was like, this is how food boy, you know, this is this uh, breakout in the workplace. Preaching. I do not, I do not participate. I don't, <laughs> Just, participate okay, I don't do. Sorry. I'm gonna go to the cafeteria and mm-hmm. get me some, uh, some, some safely cooked food. Okay. Because messing around the next day, everybody got. Y'all don't wash hands. Y'all know y'all don't wash hands. Y'all don't wash it. Wash y'all proved it. Pandemic. The, y'all don't wash hands. The cat be up on the counter, uh, sprinkling through things. For care. Salt and cat yeah. hair all up in your food. Don't even have salt because it barely be seasoned. But anyway, <laughs> and then we we in a panty, so do you, they don't need to be inviting that, nobody to a picnic. That, anyway. Ain't no, ain't no, uh, ain't no gatherings. <laughs> ain't no gathering. Mm-mm. We None at all. all of that. Honestly, it's come to that point though where we have to kind of look at it and be like, hey, if you really want to do something within this month that caters to black individuals and you really make us feel like we're making history and we've done, we've contributed to this country to make you feel that way. Do something for me, do something for you and for me, hire a qualified black. Stop doing this quota stuff. Stop trying to just meet the mark right here. Start hiring people who are are qualified minorities because they're out there. They're looking for the job. Take the risk on them. That's just what I think should be happening in this, this coming this month of the black history of the history of blacks. Absolutely. And you can also start by recognizing and reckoning with your own racist history as an organization. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I really appreciate about certain organizations um, and just not no affiliation with them at all, but just because I've been researching some things, but Tufts university, um, Ben and Jerry's, there are organizations out there who really understand that they have racism embedded within their system. And it's something that they have not recognized because they can't see it because it's been there for so long. It, it, It was built that way. And you can start by emailing me to say, we know we fucked up, but here's the ways we're trying to do better by the black community. You can even tell me in an email, like you said, V, we are going to make these things, these imperatives, these initiatives, these projects, these these company foundational uh, goals and objectives um, important for every day of the year and not just Black History Month. That's a meaningful email. That's a meaningful commercial. That's a meaningful uh, text message. Don't don't hit me with the 30 percent off because it's Black History Month, Macy's, because I'm it tired of with a commercial where you got the black man and woman they hugged up. We already know what black love looked like. You ain't got to try to prove it to us that y'all now see it. We've been here. I'm a product of black Thank love. You. My, both Thank my parents you. black as possible. Okay, we get it. Black we as seen hell. it. Black as hell. Okay. I don't need you to try to throw it up on the screen to to push that narrative. We've seen it. We already got our narratives being made. Okay, so that it's being made constantly right now. You're married to a black constantly. man. And Hello? we're we're continuously we're continuously uh, <laughs> instilling that in generations to come is that black love is beautiful and it's okay to love a black person if you are a black person. Now I'm not saying that it's I I am a true believer in um, you know people are allowed to 
you know, when it comes to relationship, mingle interracially. But when we talk about celebration of love, our love has never been celebrated. And so it is okay to celebrate that, but you don't have to tell me through this commercial because we already knew what you need to be saying is how are you celebrating that? Don't tell us that you can see it now. I don't, I don't want to know you. We, we're here now. We're past that. Like, uh, what's his name? The whining's baby. What's what's that baby name? (laughs) What is his name? Who was it? He belonged to the Winans. Is the it C-C-M-B- Mario? Mario Winans. Mario Winans. That's his name. If you're playing me, keep it on my love. That's what they need to do. If y'all playing me, hush. Hush <laughs> it on somewhere. Just go on. They've playing us for too long. Like, I think that's the, that's the for issue. Real. They, now, they, now that we've caught on. It's like, okay, well, what are you going to do about it? I think that's the that's the season of, that we're in at, at this point. As many people have uh, broadcasted their support for black communities and communities of color, this is the this is the check-in mark where we're like, okay, so what did you do with that funding? Remember those statements that you said? Where how Are you I, living up to it as a company? Yeah. Exactly. So... I guess that's what people, you can do people, people listening though would think are going to probably play devil's advocate with that because they're probably going to say something like okay then what do you want them to do you're saying all these things about how they're going about it what do you expect them to do like I just that is an iffy point because you already don't trust them right we're already in a place where I don't trust you but you've we've seen multiple companies come out and genuinely, you know, kind of present their apologies and then go about it the right way, right? We've seen uh, several companies do that. I'm just saying, I'm not telling you to completely jump to come up with your own original thing, but really sit down with the people that work in your workplace who are black and don't do it as a diversity and inclusion meeting. Mm-hmm. Really get these people's ideas, really start to cultivate and create um not even like talking points to put in some PowerPoint for the next meeting, really go about listening to the people on your job that are minorities that have something to say about how they feel in society and how they feel in your company, in your school, your institution, your whatever. Okay. Listen to that. That's what we're really trying to say. And it's not a poke fun or don't put me in no commercial. We know that, you know, blacks aren't seen, you know, on these commercials, always in a positive light. Sure. You can do that. But then are you treating the blacks that actually work for your organization the same way? Although you're displaying this black love on TV, are you showing them some black love in the company? That's where we're going with this. Don't pander to me. I ain't got the time for it. Absolutely. And you don't have to, again, it doesn't have to be something extravagant. It just, you just need to have a reckoning within your organization and go from there. And I guarantee you, just like V said, black people are smart as fuck. We are some of the smartest people on this planet. There are some people sitting in those seats at your organization that will tell you, okay, X, Y, and Z will work in a commercial or an email or a message or mass communication or whatever. And then it'll work. Listen to those black people. Don't just say, um, you know, we're going to have all of y'all come to this meeting and you throw out your ideas. Listen and take action. Let those ideas be formative in the way that you then put out messages. Because to just listen and then you go on and do your own thing anyway is counterproductive, is fake, and um, 
it's surface level and you just need to go deeper and 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 eventually it costs them money i mean we've seen companies who in um we're talking about ads as well like gucci we've seen like what was that? i think that was old navy with the monkey on the shirt or somebody like that like or who was that banana republic or whoever it was h&m H&M, thank you. I didn't call. Sorry, Old Navy. Sorry, Banana Republic. My bad. Um, but H&M, like, it's just, so all these things, like, where you you probably should have listened before you made this this mistake that then cost you, you know, millions, billions of dollars or whatever, if you could have just listened. And that's but where this that is coming from. That also tells you something, too, that they're willing to just pay that, take that loss in money. That's, that, they, there's less value still for us in that sense and 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 for respect and honoring you know our culture or our our, us as a group of people like you would you it's 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 a drop Mm. in the bucket for you when you make those kind of mistakes you know it doesn't necessarily feel like a a shift in in their thinking they're like oh okay well we'll just pay this I'm willing to lose or sacrifice that like you know to me like that's how I kind of see it but I mean because money Money talks, and like, if unless you're you rather take the L on like cleaning up versus like reinvesting in in a in an organization that could one help benefit do clean house within your company, or that you could partner with, um, that's really is a, that is advocating for needs that are aligned to your you know your consumers and um and and the black community. So that that to me is like a little bit more insulting. <laughs> that you would that they could reduce it to that level where it's just like oh well we'll just pay some we'll throw some money here i i didn't even think of it that way i i mean and that makes perfect sense like if it's just a drop in a bucket to you then it the shit don't matter no way you know what i mean i feel like also to that point you there's a lot of organizations that want to bring the black uh, employees together to talk shop about ideas and they may take them and do whatever they wish with them and then there's a lot of organizations that'll do the shit anyway and then bring you in on the back end to say what do you think about this black history month campaign you already decided that baby don't t- don't ask me nothing because you don't want to hear what i got to say don't, clearly don't, don't make me be now your black sign off Exactly. That's what when, it is. You you you, you check had, in a box when you haven't included me in the process to begin with. Like I mean, now there's some some instances where that's happened to me too, and like they'll get so far, and then they're like, "Well, actually, we really need to run this back." It Same. only it only takes one person to to make that shift, but the fact mm-hmm. that you could go so far into a project, and then thank you, you know, outside people come in and like, actually, you know, we really should have some other perspectives. Maybe we should, you know, start from the beginning. I'm going to pull in some other people before we get started. But the eagerness of white people, white men especially, kill me when it comes to that stuff. It's like you you really can't even much bother to think outside of yourself mm-hmm. knowing, especially on, on, a, on a project that's serving someone that doesn't look like you at all. So if you don't have any insights or anyone at the table that has those that knowledge it just like you really think so much highly of yourself that you can relate and that you (laughs) that you know exactly what Mm -hmm. this particular group wants but yet when it comes to certain serious issues like social justice and change 
it is so painful for you to even, you know, try to consider an alternative of reality that consider your that you benefit from white supremacy in every facet of your life. Like, but to me, like to get pulled in on something like that, knowing that not, not to say it was always intentional, but it's just an unconscious thing that people need to be aware of too. And to get pulled in from someone like, actually, Hey, I need your perspective because we really ain't considered everybody. And I think this would be a good project for you to gain insight and for them to learn from you. Like, I'm grateful for that person, but it, like, why did it only take that one person? Mm-hmm. You know, what was the turning point for you and why yeah. can't other people like see that for themselves? It should have been all of them. And that, I mean, that's happened to me basically my whole career because of what I do. And it's like, <clears throat> if you aren't going to, if it, if it has to take that one person with logic to be like, did y'all ask? the team about the the black people because we white up in here we why weren't all of y'all thinking about this on step 15 and now it's step 150 before you release the damn thing right i will never understand that that mentality other than just like a full self-absorption and that you you think that you know you can caucasity <laughs> the caucasity that's, that's what it's called that's what it's called <laughs> It will never make sense to me. <laughs> All right, ladies, let's take a quick break and let's bring it back. I'm rooting for um everybody black. <laughs> I am. It's your girl V here with another all black everything. Marty McDonald, CEO and founder of Boss Women Media, is here creating experiences and stories to propel boss women forward in their careers, providing things like a free boss guide to improving your side hustle and a list of ways you can support female Black-owned businesses. Using the IG page Boss Women Media, you too can sign up for Boss Connections, inspire and encourage women to boss up. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> We're going to wrap this topic up. Um, I think one thing that we didn't completely flush out, V, is when you said, you know, people are going to be listening, especially our white allies are going to be listening to this podcast and be like, okay, well, what can we do? First of all, you can reckon, but also you can actually make real tangible difference when you begin Black History Month by donating to black nonprofits, buying from black businesses, promoting black businesses on your social media, promoting black led nonprofits and organizations, HBCUs, um, really taking an investment and a real hard look on what it is that you're spending your dollars on. And then after that, even easier than that, just read a book about black life. It's a lot of books by black authors out there that will tell you how we've been living. If you have not seen or heard, it's real easy to just get yourself learned. Okay. Get you some learnings. So basically what you're telling these people is don't talk about it. Be about it. Like you don't need you to post nothing. Absolutely. Just, just get them black squares off of Instagram. <laughs> just, Be about it. Just don't. take some action and don't necessarily celebrate that you took that action like that's for you 
It's not for me. Your learning is definitely for you. I mean, that's with anybody. Like, <laughs> as a teacher, your learning is for you. It ain't for Thank me you, for teaching it. And, and Yeah, and it surely ain't for the person who wrote the book about your wife fragility. Do it so that you can fix it, but don't talk about it. Be all the way about it. Okay? Be all the way about it. Um, I I also wanted to... I wanted to say... This Black History Month is going to be tough for Black Americans because we're in a panty, because you will have to show up in places where you're dealing with family members who are being affected by this pandemic, or you know you are compromising yourself by being at the workplace, or um, you are constantly being reminded of the trauma of Black America. I also want you to understand you can tune yourself out from the pandering, ignore what you need to ignore, and take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself, my Black people. Because we don't, honestly, I, I don't think we <clears throat> give enough credit to how triggering Black History Month can be for us when we start seeing all these damn messages and emails and commercials. We don't give ourselves enough credit of how triggering this stuff can be. And we, what we do is we kind of mask it. Like we'll go and talk amongst ourselves with our families and our friends, not really sitting with the fact that we think some, you know, these co companies are fake or we're, we're constantly being reminded of images of the civil rights movement and slavery. And they're going to run roots, the whole, the original roots and the 2016 version with Reggae Jean Page. Like, we, just mm -hmm. take care of yourself. I, I ain't going to lie. I did like the reboot. But yes, it's still. Uh, it was good. It was good. It was, it was good because, you know, my girl Ruth did it. But anyway, it is it is triggering. And it's like you know there's so there's so many things that we can talk about just in sheer present day that is much more um i think inspiring not that not that we don't want to like take heed and take and honor our past but like we spend we don't spend enough time talking about the the new progressive things that we are doing as a people and I mean, there's so many artists, like you said, so many authors that are just, it, it, it becomes a little overwhelming because it's like hard to cut through the big heroes of black history. Like we don't get to recognize like and discover new stories and new accomplishments um, to show like us in such a, 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 a like just widen the aperture on like what black culture is and like it's black culture is everything. And I would say to not to not to combat that because that's like a word that you as if there's something really going on with that. But in order for you to do something like that, where you're getting to all the voices, Black History doesn't have to be this one month thing. This can be. You could have started January first, right? And if now, if we're looking at it, and you know, we can start on February first to February first, where you make this a yearly thing, where you get to know something new about your own blackness. Because some of us, we like you just said, we're very limited to you know, limited. To we only have these certain books. We all the big names are out there, but you don't know the little people behind the works, right? Um, Try every day something about as you do with your self care. Something about your self care could that you could add to it could be getting to know other 
areas of blackness or and this isn't to make you a super black like <laughs> you're not gonna become a gatekeeper on blackness but you can learn little bits and pieces about your own today history history that's being made currently from people who are out there there are still black inventors we tend to use the um tend to use the words black inventor and point back to way back long ago when he made the you know the stoplight and all that stuff George Washington and, he, girl, like, oh, he just <laughs> did is you don't have to do any of these things, whereas there are people currently out here that are literally CEOs and inventors are making things that are for the betterment of all people, and they have the same skin color as you and the same shared history as you. You can learn those things today. You can learn those things every day of the year without having to squeeze all this knowledge of your Black history into the shortest month of the year. Do it every day if you need to. Amen. And don't forget the woman at the helm of the COVID-19 vaccine is a black woman. Hello. Who's leading the charge, the scientist leading the charge. Don't Girl, when I that. saw that, I was just like, you know, can't, I'm tired you of can't tell me. folks all the time going on. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can't tell me a black, black people. We are everywhere. You can't, you can't tell me nothing. You can't. When we cut up on Twitter, you still can't tell me. And I'm like, I, I want them to take our internet access. But sometimes I say, you know something? <laughs> my people write on it. They write. They write, write on, on it. it. Always on time. And since we said Ashanti, let's take a lunch break and do another ABE. We'll be right back. I'm rooting for um everybody black. <laughs> I am. I'm back. Another all black everything. Black Women's Health Imperative, the only national nonprofit dedicated solely to the health and wellness of black women and girls, covering everything from safe sex to staying up on your water intake. They even look into disease research, and they also cover vegan alternatives for your favorite salty and sugary snacks. Make sure to check them out and add them to your calendar. You can find them at Black BLK Women's Health. Mark your calendars for a health and wellness summit. And also, because mental health is health, be sure to check them out for their awareness they bring to what burnout may look like. Take care of yourself, Black Queens. We're back. Ready to wrap it up, guys. Um, so we are going to give you guys a little bit of advice for the week. And we're also going to talk about the books that we're reading. Black books by Black authors. Um, my first piece of advice is... Um, protect your magic protect your black magic and guard it because february 1st is two mondays or no wait february by the time y'all hear this february 1st will have passed but um this is going to be a long month so protect your magic v I will say uh, the same. I do want you to uh, keep in mind the you make history with what you do um, as a black person for our black listeners, because I do believe we do have some white allies that listen. But you as a, you know, as a black listener, you do make history when you step forward and you decide to break generational curses every single day. So be mindful of what you know that you bring um from your past, your traumas, your whatevers, uh, just be mindful that like, hey, I actively can break these generational curses and that because we do have a history that although great, does have some very hard and rough traumatic times in it. Know that you too can, you are black history. I know I am black history. 
Ew. Well, well said. <clears throat> yeah, I agree with both of y'all on this. Um, I'm like, do I have anything different to offer? <laughs> it's my, <laughs> it's my, my thoughts right around it right now. I'm like, dang, that's both of them is like top notch. Um, yeah, I mean, I think going into like just some of the things I'm looking forward to reading. I'm like, I haven't cracked it yet, but that's my goal for this coming month to start uh i already got barack's memoir but i'm going to listen to it on audiobook since he's actually reading it himself because you know very so smooth i just listen the oration <laughs> of it all he it's is just... an orator like he just yes, has a just... speaking voice like he just does that so that's that's my goal for like i want to make sure i'm listening to because you know we be having all our ratchet television shows that be we be watching on the slide i'm like mm-hmm. i need to have some positive black voices that are just in my in my you know space Your atmosphere. Just, yeah. my atmosphere i need to tone down some of so you gonna change the topics in uh in our group chat now yeah. no i'm not changing i mean we still gonna watch we still watching there the first sight and stuff but you know i just need to make sure i balance this balance <laughs> It's all about balance. I can feel that. I'm uh still puddling through uh The Warmth of Other Suns by Isabel Wilkerson. It is a very dense book, y'all. If you've ever read it, you know. If you haven't read it, it is very triggering triggering, not triggering. Um, I am for those of you that don't know, I'm originally from Jackson, Mississippi, and to talk about the migration and all of the lynching and all of the things that led to the great migration in the United States. It, I just sometimes have to put the book away and I can't pick it up for weeks at a time because it's just triggering and it brings out tears and just too much emotion. So I'm, I'm almost to the halfway point. I think it's like five, 600 pages. Um, but after that, I am going to finally read The Fire Next Time by James Baldwin, mm. which I've been wanting to read forever. I know on the nightstand for um, this coming month, actually for the year, because I can't get through books. I have a problem with being suggested a book, and then I pick that up and read it halfway, and then somebody else say, "Have you ever read?" And then I'm like, "Okay, let me stop what I'm reading." Um, but on the nightstand for, and if you guys follow me on Instagram, sometimes I post things called um, "On the Nightstand." <laughs> that's just the books that's gonna be there. <laughs> um, it's Hood Feminism by uh, Mickey Kendall, and I definitely. I've heard wonderful things. And just what drew me in is the fact that it's notes from these women that we forget about in this movement. Like this movement is constant. First of all, the word movement in general is this is a constant ongoing thing. This hasn't stopped. Um, And women do get forgotten those names because we pick out the big names and we keep moving. Um, So I'm ready to see what all that has to offer as well as I've been seeing lately that people have been talking about the American skin my soul and my mental, the way I'm set up, I'm unprepared for that right now. Um, but I might give it a shot. I might have to watch that then. So look here, y'all find y'all a good book to read. These black authors are out here. You don't have to read and be limited to a certain genre. Um, -hmm. there are people out here. I know I love fantasy novels. Um, and black people are starting to jump into that. I don't have to be just stuck on the Hobbit or, uh, Harry Potter anymore. There are mm-hmm. black characters written by black hands, and I'm trying to get all up and into that. So join me if you want. 
um, and suggest some if you want to too. Go on and shoot me a message. Y'all know how I go. <laughs> tell For me real, leave a comment. Read. Yeah, leave, leave a comment. comment. Let me know which you. one you. Let me tell tell me which one you're reading because I'm I'll join you. Amen. Well, this has been fantastic. We will see y'all in two weeks. We clocking out. Bye. 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 Bye.